I don't really know how to start shows. Come on now, don't start, don't start liking me now. So yeah, I'm funny compared to, you know, well you'll see later. I stand for mayhem! I know a lot of fucking idiots I think a lot of shit is mean-spirited just because it goes against what they believe. But the relief of comedy is to take things that aren't funny and it allows us to laugh about them for an hour. We got a purple suit to buy and a gigantic coffin. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Welcome everybody to another episode of Why Are You Laughing? Today I'm pleased to introduce to you the comedic stylings of Jerry Seinfeld. And this will be a different episode because it's one, uh, it's an itch I've been waiting to scratch for a lot of time. <laughs> because I don't know how I feel about it, I'm very conflicted. Uh, Jerry Seinfeld is a guy that I grew up idolizing. Uh, Seinfeld is basically shaped my, it basically is my entire personality. Like without Seinfeld quotes... I wouldn't have things to say to people when I, when <laughs> yeah. I meet them. Yeah. So uh, I love Jerry Seinfeld in a lot of ways, but I have also found him to be insufferable in a lot of ways. So I'm conflicted on this man, and basically I wanted to talk about it today. Uh, of course, we were coming to you from the Vaulted Podcast Studios in Pawtucket, Rhode Island. Uh, Matt from Rhode Island, of course, on the ones and twos. Craig with us. Hi. Mike on assignment again. He's uh, <laughs> hanging himself. He, I wanted to know what that was like, so I had him do a, a mission for a research mission. So, um, uh, Jerry Seinfeld, obviously, uh, a, you know, a comics comic. Oh, the uh, documentary comedian inspired a lot of people to get into comedy around that time, and he is like he's been now for thirty years, kind of like one of the authorities on comedy, uh, and he has an interesting philosophy on comedy and the way he speaks about comedy is very uh i mean pompous honestly but also like you know insightful and interesting but it would make you think that jerry is a guy with 40 hours of material yeah. <laughs> and and he's not that and it's very frustrating to me the way he talks about comedy so it basically all stems from one quote uh from the hbo special talking funny which was, uh, you guys may have seen it, it was pretty popular at the time. It was like Chris Rock, Jerry Seinfeld, yeah. Ricky Gervais, and uh, Louis C.K. in like a roundtable discussion about like stand-up and comedy in general. Um, and Louis and Chris Rock have gotten into a certain argument that, uh, I'm sorry, Louis, uh, Jerry and Chris Rock have gotten into an argument over the years. Uh, they've talked about this and like, Chris Rock is so clearly right <laughs> that it infuriates me. And that, that's basically the premise for this episode. So uh, let's hear from Jer. The people that write about comedy, and I know it's not their business, the, the critics, but they should understand what an act is. When I go to yeah. see somebody work, I don't want to see your new hour. I do. I want to see the act. Like, Chris Rock is so... Jerry is so wrong in I that know. instant. Like... <laughs> I know. People don't want to see your new hour? It's like the Leno. Leno's done the same act for like 30 years. So because Seinfeld was the number one show on television forever, uh, you know, Jerry has this cachet about him where people talk about him like he's this this maestro, this mad scientist right. who's in the comedy lab constructing this brilliant, and he takes everything, so everything down to the last inch and the last word and the last syllable. And, like, I don't know, he's been doing jokes about Pop-Tarts for 40 years. <laughs> like, I don't know, is he, that, is he that much of a genius? And that's where it infuriates me. Now, I want to be clear as we start here. I think Jerry Seinfeld is a funny man. Like, Jerry's a funny guy. 
Like, uh, just he shit, has like, to be just because of his show. I mean, the, the show is brilliant, but you could attribute a lot of that to Larry David, I think. Yeah. But uh, there's a lot of Jerry in there as well. So to say Jerry didn't have a si- hand in Seinfeld is crazy. It's it's Jerry. A lot of it's Jerry's act. Um, But Jerry's just a funny guy, like, in interviews and shit. Like, uh, you remember the clip? I think we played it on the Blind Mike Project once when uh, Larry King died. I think we played the clip where uh, Jerry was on with Larry King, and Larry just says, uh, Seinfeld, you were not the number one show, and then it's not on anymore. Was it canceled? <laughs> Jerry goes, are you not aware of this, Larry? We were number one. <laughs> what the hell are you talking about? I didn't find that funny. I thought that was him actually mad. Oh, he was mad. But, like, that's the thing is when Jerry's mad, he can still be funny. Like, I True. find him to be a funny guy. But his stand-up, <laughs> it's, it's horrible. <laughs> like, it's just, it's really bad. Like, there's some of it that makes me laugh. Um... And some of it, maybe it's just that, like, so many people have ripped off that type of observational humor that over the years it hasn't aged well. But in Jerry's mind, it should hold up. That's what people want to see. Like, they want to see your act from the 80s. Right. You know? And uh, what really inspired this episode is uh, I was listening to an episode of Tuesdays with Stories, and they were talking about Mark Norman's friends with Jerry now. And he brought up how, I guess, Jerry's opinion on podcasts is basically, why would I do a podcast that's time I could spend writing? Which, A, doesn't make any sense. It's it's madness. The idea that if you do a podcast, you can no longer write comedy. You don't have time to write comedy. (laughs) His special is called 23 Hours to Kill, because he's got 23 hours in the day where he's doing fucking nothing. You have plenty of time to write if you need to do a podcast. It's also like a different... Podcasting is completely different than stand-up. It's not Mm -hmm. the same thing. You're having a conversation rather than telling jokes. It's totally different... And as Joe List pointed out on that podcast, and that's what inspired this episode, where's all this fucking material? <laughs> like here, you spend 23 hours a day writing, apparently. It's all you do. And yet, you put out an entire special. You had, uh, I'm telling you for the last time, where you redid your old jokes. You had that Netflix, Jerry before Seinfeld. Hey, here's more of your old jokes. You wrote a book. Hey, here's a transcript of my jokes. That for some reason Howard Stern would steal and do a, tra- a book of his interviews. Right. But like, it's nonstop his old jokes, his old jokes. People don't want to see your act. Have a new thought, Jerry. <laughs> I mean, Jesus Christ. He, he, uh, I bet he would have a whole bunch of new shit, but he's just afraid to bomb, I think. <sighs> I don't know. So there's also like in that documentary, Comedian, there's a, a, a scene where he's like, he gets off stage and he's trying out new material and he's, banging the steering wheel and he's got so fucking hard it's it's always cool to hear jerry curse yeah that does titillate you a little bit yeah but he's like it's so fucking hard man and it's like jerry you're telling jokes about oval team you know i'm now i'm stealing from the show but what i called round team <laughs> <laughs> but, but uh so what, what do we have next uh mad what's our next clip uh it's the same round table but it's uh talking about about being above the audience yeah so here's more of jerry's philosophy on comedy which i'm shocked by i I think with comedy there's it's not a rule of thumb but i think you have to be the underdog there's no place for being above the audience and some people say you know your whole place is no 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 but wait it's an illusion jerry's different well whether it's an illusion or not it's he's different you're and talking. That's what I, you're you're the only one in the room talking. You're all yeah. that puts you above them. Period. But no, Jerry, everyone shut you up. I'm gonna talk. You don't need to say anything beyond that. But you don't go on stage <laughs> talking about you don't go on stage talking about your success and your wealth and what I you do. do and what you, 
Do you? Well, I do. But so it's not. I have another problem with that because, like, I think that's Jerry trying to sound like an intellectual comedian, correct? Like a guy who has a theory. Because then you say, "Well, oh, Jerry thinks he's above the audience. Let's look into his material. Isn't traffic crazy, folks? Oh, you're so above us, Jerry. Well, he's how he's, could you come up with a thought like he, that? He's getting like literal because, like, yes, the comic is above the audience in regards to them, you know, talking and them not. But you can't act that way. You have to see yourself as one of them, and you're just relating to them. But he's like, I'm God and you stink. <laughs> I think there's a lot of, like, when Jerry talks about comedy, there's a lot of talk, refining the act and all that talk. He's trying to make, and I believe comedy is an art form that doesn't get enough respect. Mm-hmm. Like, just, I mean, take an example, like, do you ever have hecklers at a fucking Broadway play? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, has everyone, everyone, yeah, has anyone ever been at a play where there's someone yelling, fuck you? <laughs> like, so yeah. No, com- do cats. <laughs> Yeah, we want the we're here for the last song. (laughs) We want cats. They're at the play of Greece and they're just (laughs) fucking furious. So comedy doesn't get the respect it deserves as an art. Like it is, it's a performance. Uh, People put a lot of work into it, and I think Jerry, when he talks about comedy, maybe there's a frustration with that or something where he tries to sound really, really smart, and it's like. I mean, I've prepared some bits today that may, may make you question how intellectual the writing process for Jerry Seinfeld is. <laughs> but I don't know. Do I? Uh, is there any more there? Uh? Uh, no. Well, the next one clip is talk, him talking about it's all about the writing. But I'm curious, where do you put the people in the like the large stadiums of people that yell for pop tarts, yell for the machine? You know, yeah, you know, yeah, so like, yeah. What, hot like, pockets. That is the right hop. Right, yeah. What I say, pop tarts, hot pockets. Yeah. The, well, where is the like? Like that's it. That's the act. That Bert. That's Bert Kreischer's act. That's. But yeah. they they do that as the encore. So they do their new stuff. If they want it, he'll. No, do but it. but Matt's right. Matt's talking about the segment of people that are like at the beginning are like give it. You know, yeah. if they're at a Jim oh. Norton show. They're like do chip for us. I mean, like that don't get what comedy yeah, is. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, the yeah. day the laughter died. Right, yelling for the yeah. Do, do the rhymes. rhymes. Do the rhymes. Like right. they would like a lot of those people would be very happy with. But that you would know, suggest so if that's hits. if that's what Jerry's talking about, then that means Jerry is playing to an audience that doesn't give a fuck about comedy. True, which maybe he is, but I think that's what separates the other guys in the room. Particularly, I, mean, I don't quite know why Ricky Gervais is there. I think Ricky Gervais is one of the great television writers of all time. Mm. <laughs> I don't know why he's in the room of these stand-ups, but nevertheless, uh, when you're in a room with Chris Rock and Louis C.K. I don't believe that that theory holds up. Sure. Like if you went to a, a Ricky Gervais stand-up show and a Jerry Seinfeld stand-up show, which one are you laughing harder at? Probably Ricky. That's why he's there. Yeah, probably Ricky. <laughs> like I, his stand-up, I don't think is tremendous, but he's, he talks about some shit where I'm like, okay, I can get okay. into this. What's the two most popular shows in the world? Oh, I said he's a, one of the best television. No, no, no I'm ever. saying Seinfeld and, and The Office. Right. Both of them. What are, point do you think you're proving? I'm I saying, said he's one of the best television writers of all time. You're asking why he's there. I'm saying he's not necessarily a great stand-up, but his impact on comedy is there. Right, but I'm saying in a room of stand-ups, it does, like yeah. you wouldn't say let's assemble Chris Rock, Louis C.K., Jerry Seinfeld. Who's the fourth guy in this room? It just it seems a little off. I think Ricky's best stand-up is when he's behind a podium. Yes. Oh, on the on the Golden yeah. Globes and yeah, shit. Absolutely. He's, he's I mean, tremendous. That's his best material. No, anyway. he, Ricky's very funny. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I'm just saying in general, like if you're talking about stand up, yeah. uh, with Chris Rock and Louis C.K., the <laughs> idea of pandering to people that yell, give us hot pockets. <laughs> three yeah, three seems out of, ridiculous. Three out of four of those guys would be mentioned on potential Mount Rushmore's of comedy. Uh Gervais wouldn't. So I guess No, what you're yeah, right. Exactly. 
All right, so this is, yeah, this is Jerry talking about the writing. The writing. So, so there's more just douchebaggery where he talks about the process of comedy. And listen, there's no one that respects more comedy more than me. This show is evidence of that. I want to do a whole show dedicated to comedy. I don't think people talk enough about the history of comedy. It deserves more credit. So I wanted to talk about it. And he, even me, he has turned into like, Jerry, <laughs> shut the fuck up. <laughs> it took me about two years after I started to realize this whole racket is writing. It's all writing. If you learn to write, to become a writer, you will survive in this business. If you don't, you will die. But why is that? What is it about the, the writing is what really brings you into the comedy? You need a lot of stuff. <laughs> you, need, you need stuff. It's like, you know, it's like a bakery. You need fresh donuts. So first of all, he's contradicting himself completely. He says to Chris Rock, oh, people are just there for the act. They want to see the same rehashed bullshit you were doing in 1989. And then he says to this schmuck from the New York Times, oh, well, you got to, it's, it's a, you can have one item at a bakery. You have to have thousands. That New York Times thing was definitely after Chris Rock too. So he probably got put in his place a little bit. Or maybe he realized he was wrong. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But like when he talk, when he pontificates about comedy like this, and again, Seinfeld, my favorite show of all time, it is, or at least comedy. Like, I love Seinfeld so much, I quote it every day. A Seinfeld quote probably pops up in my life. Um, so I love Jerry in a lot of ways. And then he put out 23 Hours to Kill. <laughs> and I thought, this can't be a man I respect. <laughs> Not possible. Jerry, what do you, why would you let us see this? Do, Jerry, do you know Netflix has this? They just put it out there for all of us to watch. We can see you. So, uh, I think the net the next clip is Jeselnik sharing the same opinions. It's a uh, well, there's one in between. Uh, the act never stops. Him talking about the act. Oh God, it, this never stops. Yeah, right. <laughs> All right, let's hear it, Jer. And you had an hour. I had an hour. Yeah. And how long do you like ride that first hour? I mean, the, the act never stops. Exactly. Right. It's, it's a it's a combine. It's a threshing machine. It's just yeah. You're just consuming grain Keep going, and right. making bales of hay behind you. So that, I don't even know what he means. He constantly keeps either. going back and forth. Like, he talks about the act never stops, and then he talks about needing fresh donuts when he's just on stage throwing hard as fuck old donuts at people. I don't understand that, ana <laughs> I don't understand that analogy. What, that sounds like a guy who's like, I so badly just want to come up with an analogy that makes me sound like a hard, nose-to-the-grindstone kind of guy. And maybe there's something where Jerry's made a fucking billion dollars and it's for, you know, uh, giggles and, and jokes. So he feels like he has to hold himself up as this guy who has tirelessly worked, you know, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And it's like, Jerry, everyone respects your comedy. Mm. Well, this show might be evidence otherwise, but like... <laughs> There's not a person on the planet that doesn't respect what uh, Seinfeld, the television show, is, at least. Right. You know what I mean? Even the few people that never saw it are like, you know, uh, well, I understand that that's one of the best comedies ever. Definitely. <laughs> so, like, Jerry, t this high-minded talk about comedy, I've had enough, Jerry. <laughs> and I was glad that someone was on my side when I heard uh, Anthony Jeselnik on the Joe Rogan experience share a lot of my opinions. Yeah, Seinfeld still does old, old stuff. Mm -hmm. He does really old stuff. And he's done two specials of old stuff that he's, that, like, he's already put on specials. I went and saw him at the Palladium uh, about a year or two ago. 
and it was one of the worst shows I've ever seen. Like I had like a splitting <laughs> headache and I was like furious. Really? And one of my friends, uh, another comic that I respect a lot, gave him a standing ovation. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? And he was like, <laughs> I understand why you feel the way you do, but I just love seeing the act. And I was like, I couldn't believe it. And then I saw Seinfeld again at Clusterfest. He was on the big outdoor stage with a bunch of like for kids, completely different hour and murdered, like destroyed. And it was like, he has like corny stuff depending on what, what the audience you know is. If everyone's sitting there wearing a yarmulke, he's got one act. And if it's a bunch of kids, he's got a, he's got a cool hip act. So uh, first of all, I agree with the first point. And then, and it's interesting that he brought up the act because that's what Jerry's talking about. Jerry's playing to his buddy that gave him a standing ovation and said, I just want right. to hear the act. But those are people that I, don't, I just don't, I can't imagine as like a legendary comedian like Jerry like I just think, like, what would Carlin say about that, or Shut Patrice, or Chappelle, <laughs> or one of those guys? Like, what would they think of that philosophy? And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they would respect it. But like, I can't imagine that philosophy because you're playing to a guy who's sitting there saying, "That's the guy from Seinfeld," rather than that's a really funny joke. Yeah, right. you know what I mean. Like, that's what you're playing to, which seems bizarre to me. Um, but then Jeselnik says, like, he has kind of two different acts. Where he can turn it on. And that's, again, Jerry is a funny guy. I'll keep saying that. I think Seinfeld's a funny guy. And he has stand-up that's made me laugh before. So that act where Jerry can be a little cooler, less corny, for whatever reason, that's not the act that he puts out there to the public. Because uh, on that same episode of Rogan, Jeselnik was like m mocking the actual bits of Jerry. Mm. and Because like, Rogan was like, well, what, what didn't you like about it? And he's like, well, his opener, he's like... It's embarrassing. He goes, he starts the show by saying like, oh, you came out here? Should we go to the show? Are we going to the show? What's a show? Why are we at a show? Why are we, are we going? Are we coming? What's happening? And Jeselnik was like, what are we what? showing? Jeselnik's like, what is this? <laughs> that's how 23 Hours to Kill opens. Mm. Yeah. So that's the comedy that he's putting out to the public. He's not putting out the cool side of Jerry, like the sarcastic Kind of snarky side. And in a lot of that special, and I think we'll hear a little bit of it when we start playing the clips, but in that 23 Hours to Kill special, he gets very scratchy, like, oh, what? what's going on, people? And it's like he, now he's doing an impression of himself. Right. So it's very weird. And again, like, it's all in the writing. Like, where's all this writing? You've been doing the same. In 23 Hours to Kill, he does uh, not one, but multiple opens from Seinfeld. Oh really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like like this when he does stand up at the beginning of Seinfeld, at least two of those jokes are in 23 hours. You know what's wicked funny? We were talking about uh, before we started you're like, yeah, we're going to basically go over this and be like is Jerry funny? And in my head I'm like, how dare you? Right? Yeah. And then I realized <laughs> That I haven't really watched any of his specials because I start them and I hate them. Yeah, right? <laughs> See, that's the thing. But it's, you think of Seinfeld. If you, huh? you think of Seinfeld. You think of the show. Right. No, Seinfeld's but what hilarious. I'm saying is yeah. I, I try to watch his stand-up and it yeah, just right. sucks. Or yeah. I don't enjoy so it. So there's going to be people that are like, oh, fuck you, Mike. Or think like, I don't think I'm funnier than Jerry, certainly. What I hate is the high-minded way of thinking about comedy and then putting out this dog shit. Like if you're writing every single day tirelessly then there's a lot of unusable material because we haven't heard it. Like, it. We haven't heard any of it. Yeah. And it could be funny stuff, but when you're doing it for the third special, it's like 
the people might laugh, but they would laugh so much harder at something they weren't yeah. expecting. And there's <laughs> things, and there's things I do respect about Jerry, the way Jerry thinks about comedy, mm-hmm. like in that uh, talking funny documentary or what, whatever you call it, talk. Um, they were talking about uh, like you know Louis and all three of those guys are obviously like dirtier, raunchier comedians. Yep. Jerry does not like. There are a lot of guys that like look down at that. Jerry's like, oh no no, it doesn't work for me. Right. Like I cursed at the start of my career. And he said, like, what he didn't like about it is um, one time he had a punchline where he said, like, the fucking whatever. And then he tried it without the word fuck. And it didn't get a laugh. And he's like, oh, me saying, like, just fucking is getting the laugh there. Mm. So if I, it's not the joke that's getting the laugh. So, like, I kind of understand that. And uh, Nate Bargatze, who's a clean comedian, talks about that a lot. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, it's something I respect where it is harder to be a clean comic. You know what I mean? Not saying everyone should do it. But, like... To get la- to the point where, like, when you watch Nate Bergazzi, you don't think, oh, this is a clean comic. Right. You know what I mean? Like, to get to that level where no one's thinking, like, you don't say poopy instead of shit, like yeah. that type of thing. Like, yeah. to get to that level, that that's impressive. That's a skill. Poopy you know what me. I mean? Poopy would get me to laugh. Yeah, of course it would. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so, like, there are things I like about Jerry, but now I believe we've arrived uh, to the things I don't care for. This is the uh, texting joke. From so this is again. This is. I guess he did some writing, and uh, in 2020, this the year 2020 was rough for all of us. Rougher for me when I saw this. That <laughs> Jerry had finally gotten around to writing texting material. You mean texting that stuff that started in 2003? <laughs> oh, it's funny you bring that up, Craig. How the fuck would you know when it was invented? I got because my, I got a phone. <laughs> because because Jerry has no clue. And uh, boy does he get into it. <laughs> we want to tax, tax, just tax. We like that word, don't we? Tax. It's fun to say. It's got the short tight, got the x in there, a little bite to it. Tax it. Don't, I don't, I don't know where it is. Don't tell me, text it, don't tell me. <laughs> remember when we first got texts? Not really, can't really remember that. Weird. I, I can't either. I mean, I know that we have it. I know we didn't used to have it. I don't know how we got it. I don't remember. Did they tell us we were getting it? There was, was there an announcement that we're getting it? There was no commercial. I don't remember a commercial. Lots of human contact, but kind of had it up to here with people. Try text. Need to get someone some information, but don't want to hear their stupid voice responding to it? You need to be on text. I mean, first of all, yikes. Be on text. It's really. What the fuck does that mean? That's really bad. (laughs) I mean, maybe. Maybe if he told those jokes in 2003, it was early when we were, when we were all like, "What the what the fuck is this?" It was like, early two, too early. You know, it was <laughs> it was early 2000. It was definitely early 2000s, and it yeah. was like 25 cents a fucking message. Yeah, or wh- whatever it was. Like if maybe if it was written on the brink of texting being a thing, right? Yeah, I, I'd allow it. <laughs> but Jesus, Jerry, it was that was excruciating. I used to listen to that man. I watched that man every night. Back when I could see, <laughs> he's doing I watch that. Him every night. He's doing that bit when you can basically think emails to people. <laughs> right. it's, it's wild. And then, like the first half of the bit is 
text, text. He's screeching. You were just saying how he thought that you know having the word fucking right yeah. was was the reason why people were laughing. The people why people were laughing there is because how he's how he's saying the, text. And but the part even more than that that infuriates me is he's doing Jimmy Fallon doing him. Yeah, yes. you know what I mean. Like he's doing yeah. an impression of someone doing Seinfeld. Were the giggles piped in? Um, I to, to be honest, I would be surprised if Jerry did that. Because who the fuck is laughing that hard that consistently well, at I'll, that? I'll tell you who: the people that are there for the act, the machine people. <laughs> yes, the, those the, are the people. The people that are that like, wow, that's Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's who's laughing at that. Mm. Um, and then the second half of the bit is like. We're supposed to forget that we all know what texting is, I guess, for this bit. And then he's pitching it to us like it's a function that we that is useless. It, like it's some oh one of the another these fads that caught on texting beyond text. <laughs> like he sounds like an old man. It's very frustrating. Oh no no no! Beyond text is what the youth is saying. But you yeah. you gotta get on text. <laughs> you gotta be on text. <laughs> My dad would say that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I heard in the last Fetty Wap song, he said, "Be on text." Yes, yeah, hit me on text, ladies. Um, what so, an example. So, so, so uh, what's next? Uh, the Star sixty nine bit he did. Oh, this, 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 this is rough. At <laughs> least, at least this is earlier than the texting bit. I'll give him that. I I also didn't watch before we did this, so I could react genuinely to these. <laughs> I want to say 2013. This was on oh, Letterman. Oh, God. This is on, yeah, Letter this is on Letterman. It's not. Yeah. All right. There's no so, defense. Uh, I'll tell you. I, I can paint the scenario. I know how I knew how to pull this bit and why it would work perfectly for me. <laughs> because uh, me and the Warthog in college, uh, we're Letterman guys. We're watching Letterman. The sign man comes on. Ooh, we're Seinfeld guys. Very exciting. Jerry comes on and just. Rolls this horse shit out of us. <laughs> Open wide. Like a big pile of shit to shove down your throat. <laughs> this is when I started the uh, the hatred of Jerry's stand-up. Where I was sitting there in 2013. Where I, every, I was the last person without a smartphone. Like, I was weird for not having a smartphone. Yeah. And yet, Jerry throws out this gem on, on Letterman. <laughs> Star 69, that was the first feature. I remember when that came out, I thought, that seemed like a little hostile to the calling party. So somebody calls you, for whatever reason, they hang up the phone. Oh, get this guy! Well, don't let him get away with us! You in Star 69, you get him! Pause for a second. For what? 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 This one might take me a while to get through. Let's go. He's acting as if they're... The, they're Antagonists, the yeah. people that that <laughs> that called you. It's no, there was no caller ID. He hit star six nine to call him back. Mm. Why? Why would you ever want to call? <laughs> what is that voice that he's doing? <laughs> it sounds like he's just lost his voice in everything we've watched so far. It's like someone just showed him Gilbert Gottfried, and we're <laughs> yeah. like, I bet you can't do an impression of him in every act, <laughs> and they won. <laughs> you want to see a funny guy doing an impression of you to make you sound funny? <laughs> So, so uh, let's keep playing. Like Star Six again. This is 2013, but even in, at the peak days, we all remember the great days, the the precipice of Star Six Nine. Who could forget mm -hmm. the the rain it had? <laughs> uh, but even at the the height of Star Six Nine, it served a function. 
<laughs> Jerry, it wasn't useless. Why are you acting like only criminals call? <laughs> and you want their number. <laughs> like you could have just done like a like you said a prank call bit into Star Six Nine or something. Make it make sense somehow. Oh uh, yeah. well, it, we're only getting started. Uh. What did they do? Nice try, creep. Oh, I know all about your little call. And 69, that's the number they picked for this thing? Oh. Rob Gronkowski, ladies and gentlemen. Can someone explain to me how that slipped through an entire organization? There's not one person working at the phone company that went to junior high school? Not one? I'm talking anybody, anybody in this room. Imagine yourself at the phone company at that time. You hear this is what they're planning on rolling out. Don't you have to walk in that meeting room and go, are you guys kidding me? What are you oh. doing in here? We are the phone company. He almost got me. He almost got me. Of course. I'm so glad you said that because of what I'm about to say. I'm going to tell and you. I'll, let me. And that's that I hate. I think the the lowest form of comedy and the people I hate most are people who think the number sixty nine <laughs> is funny. It wasn't. It wasn't <laughs> and, the joke. And it is enraging. We got it. Yeah. It's a sex act. You put your mouth to a vagina while you're getting your prick sucked. We all <laughs> understand. It's a hilarious image. But we figured it out to the point where Rob Gronkowski does it every week. <laughs> we all got it. And, Jerry, it's because the numbers are right next to each other on the dial. By the One start. is on top of the other. So that, so that is why. <laughs> now explain why you thought it was so hilarious. I don't know. I didn't think it was. I, I almost was like into it because he doesn't ever talk about that stuff, which we were talking Sex about. Sex acts? Anything remotely dirty. That is well, what, boy, what a groundbreaking venture into the world of dirtiness right. Jerry took. <laughs> like, I'm not saying I'm, that's just not funny. I, I agree with everything you just said, but the fact that it came out of his mouth, I was like, let me see what he's going to say. And then it was just terrible. Now, if you could but. take it back, I hate to do this to everyone's ears, but if you could bring it back a little bit, Matt, because I, I would hate to do the last joke a disservice. I feel like we're really going to get to. <laughs> now we're all going to bust out laughing phone company at that time you hear this is what they're planning on rolling out don't you have to walk in that meeting room and go are you guys kidding me what are you doing in here 2013 we can pick any number we want 68 70 I can't wait to hear what you got for three-way calling. That was probably a monster joke in the 80s. I, well, that's exactly it. Where in 2012, 2013, did anyone go to him and say, Jerry, I got to tell you, what's this three-way calling you're talking about? <laughs> he says, I can't wait to see, as if the phone company hasn't yet tackled three-way calling yeah, yeah. by 2013. I can't wait to see what they've got for this phone. The phone company's like, people still do that? I, I heard this, and I said, I'm so sorry 
to Paul Reiser for always <laughs> using him as the example of a hack observational comic. Guys, because this is worse. Guys, Mike really needs to get something off his chest today. <laughs> oh, so It's because I love Jerry so much that it made me this angry. It hurts you the most. To hear this shit. Yeah. And you're exactly right, Craig. That probably did kill in the 80s. <laughs> probably. When people were like, what the, f what is this newfangled thing? Yeah. And then Jerry, with all his mountains of paperwork from all the writing he's done, so I guess that fell on his plate one day, and he's like, ah, I'll trot this out. So the 23 hours to kill is the one when it goes over his notepads. Is that the right one? Or is that Jerry no, before No, you're thinking of Jerry before Seinfeld. So that was the one. I, I watched a lot of that. Uh, if this is what made it, I want to read the rest of the pages. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. Well, this is on, this one's on Letterman, to be fair. Yeah. Um, uh, All right, the texting bit. Oh, the texting bit made 23 hours to kill, yeah. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, what? what's on the rest of the page? Exactly, that he went, yeah. that's, what's, what's the shit that he trash. never used? Yeah. That's garbage. I could never say that. Yeah. So what else do we have, Matt? Um, this is now him talking about his most rejected joke and then his favorite joke. <laughs> Was it texting? Oh, oh my God. <laughs> my. So this is... Uh... <sighs> Just play it. <laughs> life sucks. Your life sucks. My life sucks. Perhaps mine doesn't suck quite as much as yours. That was a joke that was really poorly received when I first started to do it, because obviously, you know, I'm not saying a very nice thing. Well, so edgy, Jerry. It took a lot Jerry. of time to get the words and the attitude, and eventually people started to laugh at it. That was one of the most uh, rejected jokes I ever tried that I stuck with and, and made it work. That's so that, by the way, that is in 23 Hours to Kill. You ever seen Daniel Tosh, Jerry? A Anthony Jeselnik, who we just heard from, like anyone that pisses off the audience. That's their whole act. <laughs> Jerry's like, Jerry throws out a cornball. Uncle Leo in Seinfeld would say, if that line was in Seinfeld, Uncle Leo would have said it. Exactly. Well, maybe I'm a little better than you, but. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's what the cheese dick old man would yeah. say at the party. Yeah. It is a hack line that the annoying guy at the office says. <laughs> exactly. And Jerry is treating it like it is Chappelle's transgender material. <laughs> <laughs> the audience couldn't handle it. <laughs> Now, now, now let's hear his favorite joke, I guess. Ovaltine. My favorite joke in the book is the first joke about being left-handed, being associated with negative things. Two left feet, left-handed compliment. You go to a party, there's nobody there. Where'd everybody go? They left. Because that was the first joke I ever wrote that got a laugh and got me into show business. So, first of all, Jerry, the term is backhanded compliment. I've never heard left-handed compliment in my life. That's a great point. <laughs> so, that annoyed me. Also, the idea that that's his favorite joke. Like, he's some vaudeville act from the 20s. Hey, you left? What's wrong with left? It's like, <laughs> you're doing a parody of what people would make fun of. Go do yourself a favor, folks. I thought about including this, but didn't know if it would play in this as well. But uh, go look up um, the Seinfeld puppet from the Pete Holmes show. The short-lived Pete Holmes show. Joe DeRosa did a bit on there. Uh, he, he, Joe DeRosa wrote for the show at the time, mm -hmm. and he did a bit called uh, New Material Seinfeld. <laughs> oh, look at that. And that'll probably come up first. New Material Seinfeld. And um, uh, it was Joe, DeRosa, Joe DeRosa had a puppet. Like He'd be behind the couch on the Pete Holmes show, and he held up a Jerry Seinfeld puppet. And he would just throw up premises and be like, is that anything? Is that good? <laughs> <laughs> and it was hysterical. <laughs> it was Seinfeld to a T. And... It's like that. that's what he's now parodying. Like, he's worse than the fucking puppet. 
I don't think I wanted to have this happen to me today. Well, I'm sorry, but I had to get it <laughs> off my chest. I, I will say, in Jerry's defense, him just talking about those two jokes, it was very unfunny because he was just talking them. But if the, if he was doing Jerry voice and in the well, inflection like, that, and the pitch, that's what makes me but laugh Matt, about Jerry. Let's not forget the beginning of this episode where Jerry taught us. Oh, that was me. Never mind. We had to include it in the episode. But he said he got rid of, like, the F word yeah. uh, because, well, then that's not funny. So, like, it has to be funny no matter what, I guess. Yeah, that's why when Chris, when Chris Rock goes and does new material, he doesn't throw on his inflections because he wants to make sure the material is actually yeah. funny. Which is really yeah. weird, by the way. I don't agree with it. We'll talk about that in the Chris Rock episode. I do. But I think that's a weird thing. That he does. But we'll but, talk about more. But about I think it. that's where I fall on Jerry is like yeah. I he whatever he in his specials, he makes me laugh because he's Jerry Seinfeld. Well, yeah. and he's Jerry from Yeah. Seinfeld. Whole, I think he's been riding on those coattails. He's, yes. he's been riding his own coattails Absolutely. for twenty years. Yeah. <laughs> no. And I've had a I'm giving it's him his comeuppance. Rock. I've had <laughs> enough of it. <laughs> All right, so what do we have next? Uh the last one is uh why Jerry stopped doing college gigs. Oh, this hurt my soul. Because as you guys may know, if you listen to the Blind Mike, Mike Project or the Kirk Minahan Show uh, or any other program that I've ever been on, I've probably been yammering on and on about this goddamn cancel culture and how, frankly, I've had enough of it. <laughs> and uh, at a time in history, or still now, <laughs> but one time Jerry piped up and he had my back. And he said, boy, these kids, it's a bunch of bullshit what, what these kids uh, are are doing on these college campuses. They're censoring speech. And frankly, it ain't right. Now, this hurt me. I, I, you're right, Craig. I wish I didn't do research for this episode either. Because I found out the joke that turned Jerry off of going on college oh, campuses. Oh, no. No, because I, I, I thought this was going to be him saying he's not going to colleges because... No, no, no. Oh, he said that. Yeah, no, I love that. Yeah, well, oh, it was great. I did I oh. fist pumping. Do you get mm. chair? You're the man. It's the last thing I have. <laughs> well, Jerry may have misperceived uh, why college kids reacted a certain way to his material. It's just rape. So evidently, that'd be great if he just went into a rape. Yeah. Oh, just sit my back and take it. Your box stinks like fish. <laughs> what else would you be doing on a Friday night? <laughs> Don't make me grab the razor blades. So, so uh... So this is what Jerry, uh, what turned him off from college camp. These kids, they just can't take it because if they're not laughing at this, they're a bunch of sensitive pussies. The people in your line, they're so important, aren't they? Yeah. Really? Quarantine? They don't seem very important. Not the way you scroll through their names on your contact list like a gay French king. <laughs> <laughs> Who pleases me today? <laughs> Who shall I favor? <laughs> Who shall I delete? So he did that joke at a college. This is the story. Jerry didn't come out and say this directly, but this is what people have said. That was the best joke he's told on this whole episode. Well, he said that he did that at a college and it didn't get a laugh. And Jerry's assumption was, well, you're not laughing because I said gay. <laughs> and I was like, Jerry. It's not that great a joke. First of all, I don't know what a gay French king is. There, is that enough of a reference it's to a, just throw out there? Like people know what he's talking he's about? He's saying a gay guy, but... Yeah, they're uh, scrolling he, through. I got, I'm going no, to pretend he has power and then I understand the imagery. It's not great. No. But my point is, it, maybe it deserved a laugh, but the fact that it didn't get one, it's not this 
PC culture run amok. I, <laughs> I honestly thought you were going to be like, I hope you die on synthetic drugs. Like no, I thought that was going to be the college no. joke. He's like, oh, you kids are too sensitive. It's like, Jerry, that was me. And again, that's my point, where probably better than any joke I could ever write, I would say. But my mm. issue is no. the man is celebrated as a legend. He is a legend. He's one of the comedy greats. He's he's at the forefront. If you're thinking Mount Rushmore, you could really only name five or six guys before Seinfeld is absolutely in the discussion, mm -hmm. at least. Uh, so it, that's what disappoints me so much about watching Jerry Seinfeld stand up. And hey, if you disagree with me, if you've made it this far in the episode and you're still like, Mike, you're wrong. Uh, you're way off. Jerry's hilarious. He's one of the great stand-ups in the last 20 years. And I'm not saying he's never done funny stand-up. I'm saying since Seinfeld, where he's been on this, like, hey, it's all the act. That oh, are, are we nitpicking? Let us know. We could be, we could be, right. I know that I'm not. Or cherry-picking. <laughs> because I mean. there's no one that wanted to laugh at Seinfeld more than me. As Kirk said, as the great Kirk Minahan said when uh, Shane Gillis' special came out, he said, I don't trust your opinion because if it's not funny, you're probably not going to say it. And I said, that's 100% true. So for many years, I laughed at these fucking horseshit jokes. I was like, oh, Jerry's funny because <laughs> I was brainwashed into loving this guy so much that I thought these jokes were funny. <sighs> and finally, ironically, my eyes have been opened and I'm not going to stand for it anymore. <laughs> I, I was really disappointed that that was the joke. I just really wish I wish it was him going like off on college kids, right? And it didn't go well. No, no, no. Yeah, it, evidently. And again, that's the story, Jerry. If you want to come on and refute it, you're welcome anytime. And I know you'll listen. Come to the but, vault. But, but come on uh, down. yeah. So that's it. How long have we been doing, Matt? I don't want to sh uh, shortchange the people, but I feel like that's about a good, forty minutes. That's perfect. 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 Our shortest episode. Let us know what you think, because. I don't want to go on too long bashing Seinfeld. I love the guy. He's provided me a lot of content. Go watch Comedians <laughs> in Cars. because That's I a great that's, show. That's a great show. But the man has had it good for too long. Why are you laughing? Not this man. <laughs> <laughs> that's for damn sure. <laughs> Jesus. So, uh, yeah. So <laughs> make sure you uh, if you like this show and give it, you know, let, it, let us know if you like this episode. Maybe we'll do more. <laughs> um, my my favorite types of episodes are probably like the storylines we like we did with uh, Mencia vs. Rogan and shit like that or Norm and Chappelle and all that kind of stuff but if you like these episodes maybe we'll throw more in as well so let me know your thoughts uh, or if you all, you're all angry um, that we hate Seinfeld you're gonna hate who we love next week so stay tuned and uh, we're coming to you obviously from the great vaulted podcast in Pawtucket, Rhode Island um, so hit up Matt from RI, Matt from Rhode Island, uh, Matt from RI on Twitter. Hit him up if you want to use a vaulted podcast or record your podcast, film something, whatever. Uh, what's the website, Matt? Vaultedpodcastsri.com. Vaultedpodcastsri.com. Better off just going to Vaulted Podcast on Twitter or Matt from RI on Twitter. Perfect. Hit me up there. And, uh, of course, uh, Craig, you can find on Very Good Show. Yes. Him and his peeps. As well as uh, the Blind Mike Project, which I guess he had a hand in creating. Um, so, uh, and that's going to come out way after this. As one. I said, it'll be a topical, much like Jerry. I'll be fresh on the kids' minds. Yeah. Um, and if you like the show, like I said, patreon.com slash blind Mike. We got merch up in the store. So go to our link tree, Blind Mike Project, um, in our Teespring store. And we'll talk to you guys next time on Why You Laughing.